Hi, besties. We're back. We missed you so much. Happy New Year. It's 2024. Happy New Year. We're so excited. Tyler, New Year's resolution. Ready, set, go. Um, I should have thought of one. I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I feel like every time I make one, it's done with within a week. Really? Like I feel like everything I've ever done that's good for me, like just naturally happens through. Okay, Slay. I feel like when I stop caring about things is when I start to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever like, like I used to weigh like over 200 pounds and I used to like did not like how I looked and like mm-hmm. whatever. And the second I stopped thinking about it and stopped caring about it is when like I you started eating healthier. Yeah, it was like yeah. weird. So I don't know. I feel like if I overthink things is whenever I don't do well in them. I feel that. Like you just like put it out there and then leave it. Yeah. Okay. I would say my resolution this year, stop being a people pleaser and have better boundaries and also um, more intentional family time. I think that's, you know, like just setting the phone aside and like just being present and being in the moment because I always feel like I'm like multitasking and I'm not really fully like there. Um, So definitely more like intentional family time. I will love that. I know you will. Yeah. Put that at the top. Put that at the top. <laughs> and then um, I wanted to talk about my goals for this year, too. What are your mm-hmm. goals this year? Um, My goals are, I don't know. I want to get a new car. Mm-hmm. It's at the top of my list. I totaled my car. I don't know if we've said that on the podcast. No, I don't think we've told but, them. But um, I was going 17 miles per hour <laughs> and rear-ended someone. My fault, kind of not my fault. The lady literally said it wasn't my fault, but the boss says if you rear on someone, it's your fault. So um, somehow my car that was less than a year old, brand new, got totaled after going 17 miles per hour. Who knows how that happened? But yeah. What do you want to get? What car would you get? I don't know. I really would want to get... A BMW again. Yeah. I loved I, I, your BMW. I had a BMW. Oh, this is going to sound a bit jassy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a BMW. Tyler's a bougie little boy. Okay, listen. <laughs> no, I'm just a... I was a spoiled kid. I, I will... I'll defend you here. He was adopted. This boy was paid for. Like, I'm telling you, <laughs> adopted children are loved more than birth children because, like, you really have to want a kid. You know? Like, you really have to want him to, like, seek them out and pay the amount of money and go through how much it goes through to, like, adopt yeah. a child. Like... He has the best mom in the entire world. Like, it's true. Truly, like, silver spoon. And I'm, and you should never feel bad about it. Like, that's yeah. how you're raised. You're lucky. You could have literally had such a different life. Yeah. No, it is very true. And I'm extremely grateful yeah, for my parents. Like, but seriously, so your mom rocks. Since high school, I did have a BMW. And then whenever I was going to get this, I was car, birthed and got a Prius. So you were birthed? Well, oh, I mean, oh, you were birthed oh. too, but you know what I mean. Like, I, <laughs> I, I have my I, birth parents, and they gave me yeah. a Prius, and you were adopted and got a BMW. So you know what? Like, I probably wish my parents sent me to like a rich family too. <laughs> but um, then I got him. I got a Mercedes for this last car, and it was just horrible. Savannah knows. I complained about it all the time. The first six months that I own it, owned it, it was in the shop for four months. Yeah. And they wouldn't like do anything about it. Like they were just like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah. And so. I it just it, there was constantly rattling. I was like, "What? What is?" I would have probably rather get a Camry or like a, an Accord because my Josh he got an Accord and it <clears throat> runs fine. Sometimes yeah, it does the not cheaper rattle. cars, I feel like no, just I like know. they're built different. I know, and so but yeah, I'd probably want to get it. I I loved my BMW, but so yeah, I would say that's 
one of my goals for this year. Just need to save money. Funny story about car crashes. Well, it's not like, well, not car crashes. What, that you've totaled four cars? I don't think it's four. (laughs) Okay. Actually, um, one, two, three, three. Okay. Totaled three cars. Okay. But funny story is when I was in high school, I was changing the music to a song and I like completely totaled my Prius on um, our neighbor's mailbox. And it was like in the neighborhood and she was like gardening, this sweet old lady. And I just like hit the hell out of it and had all my friends in the back car. And it was awful. In your defense, when you're entering your neighborhood, it's like a curvy street right when you enter. And the mailbox is just like right there. And they're big brick mailboxes. It's not like a little skinny little metal mailbox. Like they're like the big Texas brick mailboxes. See, I feel like, are those not normal mailboxes? Because to me, like, every mailbox is that. I've never seen, like, the movies where it's, like, a pole and then, like, a little tin can on top. Like because we live in Texas, boo. Really? Yeah, but some Texas neighborhoods have the little pole. Interesting. No, these are, like, these are sturdy. But guess what <laughs> happened to my mom, like, three weeks ago? What? She totaled her BMW. On the same mailbox? On the same mailbox. Oh, I bet you love that. It was so funny. Did she give you shit whenever oh, you so got it? Like, how do you hit a mailbox? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, you need to pay attention. And then she did the same thing. And I was like, ha. And my mom's never gotten a car accident, ever. Really? 54 years of her life. Wow. I was like, see, that mailbox sneaks up on you. Same thing. She was, like, texting someone, mm. you know, because she was in the neighborhood. She'd lived there for 26 years. You know what they say. Most you, accidents come close to home, right? Within five miles of the house. I totaled my car literally at one minute away. I drove 35 minutes home from work, and I was two minutes from my house. You know, like, where, like, the elementary school is yeah. right there? I was literally right there. Like, I'm, like, three entrances away to my neighborhood. That's crazy. So, but I bet that felt good. Oh, yeah. I was cathartic. I was like, (laughs) and it's so funny because the same old lady lives there and she's probably like, not again. Another fucking Boda. (laughs) Hit my mailbox. It's like, we literally, the more damage was done to the mailbox than the car. But I think your dad told me that they like upgraded their mailbox heavy from it, right? I think he was like, they got a nicer mailbox this time because you guys were paying for it. Yeah, she was like, more money. Get a new mailbox every five years. All the boaters keep like, hitting honestly, it. honestly, hit it. Yeah, hit it. Rack it. Please. It's just so funny that it's like the same thing. And it's such a small neighborhood. Like, how many houses do you think are in my parents' neighborhood? Like 25? Yeah. Or less? Yeah. It's like a really like niche neighborhood. Yeah, it is. There's like three streets. Yeah. But anywho. Um, so 2024, what I want, what I'm manifesting into this year I definitely want to do a great white shark cage dive. That's like top of my list. I don't know how I'm going to make it work this year, but like I am going to do that. And I this really, year? Yes. Great white. Yeah. Did I stutter? I, I kind of zoned out. Great white. This year? This year. I think maybe. No. Okay. This year. Don't take that from me. But maybe I'll be more inclined to do it than in the future. I'm not banking on that best. <laughs> You made it very clear that you hate yeah. me and you no, hate shark dive. I just hate the ocean. It would be so fun to see a magical beast that close. Sound off in the comments below. Yes or no to a great white cage. You're in a cage. They can get... The cage is topless. No. Yeah. No, there's like a small hole for like a human. I've seen videos of them just... Well, if it really wants to get in, that's its prerogative. Like, I'm pretty sure the human can fit through the, the like, cage. 
cage, mm-hmm. the shark can't. So like mm-hmm. the humans just like get out of the cage when it's done that. But still, that like I know me, I would freeze. You don't know what you'd do until you put yourself in that situation. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But it's fight or flight, bestie. Okay, so you want to go to that where Galapagos? Where is it? Okay, Galapagos Island got shut down because they were doing um, unethical shark dives there. So it's really okay. sad because that's where I really wanted to go. Yeah, and if I'd done it three years ago, like I wanted to, could have done it. So but this is why you need to do we it. We have to go to South Africa. Yeah, I mean, I want to do it before they make it illegal. South Africa. Yes. Mm, have fun. You're coming. <laughs> we're going to South Africa, and this we're... year. Yeah. Okay. I, don't I really know how, do want to see, but we're gonna go. I do. Josh just went there, and it was gorgeous. It's so yeah. pretty in South Africa, so and you can see they're like penguins. Oh my god, I like love on that. The, on the Cape, don't care about them. I'd like to see them get eaten by a great white shark. That's <laughs> moving on. <laughs> just kidding. More goals. Penguins are cute. Okay. Um, I also really want this watch, which is super unrealistic, and this is like the materialistic thing I would say out of everything. But it's like my manifestation list. Like someone's gonna give it to me. Someone's going to buy it for me. Like one of these skincare companies. I was going to say, don't look at me. Jonah, this is what I want. I'm just kidding. But I definitely want that. And then I want to obviously start building our new home, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited about. And then then SBA needs a new space. Yeah. Because our lease is up in one year. And you're going to be needing a new car soon too. Do I really? I had my Subaru for so long. I know, but... I don't understand that. Like, why Why can you only you have a car drive, for so long? Well, you drive so... Well, the thing is, is usually you're, you have a maintenance package mm-hmm. that only covers a certain number of miles. So, like, once you pass those miles, you have to start paying, like, thousands of dollars every time you get it. That's why I got my Mercedes, because my BMW maintenance thing works, like... Ex- I went over the mileage, mm-hmm. so every time I'd bring my car in, it would be like $2,000. So I was like, it's honestly just cheaper to get a new car, to get a new car and then... Yeah, so. well, I was thinking... And you drive so much. I love my Porsche. Yeah. But I do think I would like a G-Wagon, but I just think it might be too large. Yeah, you couldn't fit that in your garage right now. Yeah. At the new house, you could, but this, you, there's no way. Your, your car right now is like... You have to suck in your stomach to get that car in the garage. <laughs> no, I have to put her ears in. <laughs> like, it is so tight. It makes what me nervous. What are those nervous. called? The ears? Rear view mirrors? No, that's the one that's inside the car that you look back at. Side mirrors? Oh. I call them ears. Well, that's fair. They look like little ears. Did you know one time I hit my ear on my um Scion? Cy- no, that's a laser. Scion. Scion, yeah. My you have a Scion? I did have a Scion. Like the two-door or... Four door. Four door. Interesting. Yeah. And I knocked the shit out of the ear. I wanted that car when I was like 14. Okay. <laughs> a scion. Anywho. I think it was like a scion. Um, and then I want to start cooking at home more for sure. Like no more Uber Eats. I feel like I've done a lot of Uber Eats. So I think cooking at home this year is going to be really important. And a lot of people ask me for diet tips. Prioritizing protein has been a game changer. So whenever you go out to eat or if you're cooking at home, Always eat your protein first because it'll make you fuller faster and it's healthier. And then it helps you just be like more lean, more muscular. Um, Yeah. So that's usually what I do because before, like I would always like want to go for my sides, like whether it was rice or fries or like whatever it is, like I'd always fill up on like the carbs and like Mm -hmm. the not nutritious stuff. And then I would start eating the chicken and I'd have like two bites of like whatever meat I was eating. 
So I think prioritizing protein obviously is like something I'm going to take into the new year. And y'all know I love chomps, my meat sticks, obsessed, 10 grams of protein. They have no filler ingredients in them. Like it is so good. I like the turkey pepperoni and then the turkey jalapeno. She's a little dry. She's a little dry. I think the pepperoni has a little more juice into it. I don't know why. I feel like all those like sorts of jerkies and meat sticks and stuff like that are always dry. Not like so dry. It's like more moist than yeah, it's just a little like moist. Jerky. Yeah, like jerky's dry. Jerky's dry. Okay. This is. Like, I just imagined the chomp to be just as dry. Mm-mm, it's a little. So juicier. it's like a salami stick. Mm, less than that. Okay. In like, the middle. In the middle between salami and turkey jerky. Okay. Yeah. So I really, really have been loving my meat sticks. Um, and then I was. We're pot. Mm, I don't know, guys. I'm back and forth about this pregnancy thing. I just got a lot happening. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But Cyrus is three children in one. <laughs> I swear. He really is. And then what else is on my list? Let's see. Um, okay, I want to speak internationally twice this year. Um, I already know I'll for sure go back to the UK yeah, to speak at SD thing. World, but I'm manifesting being asked to speak in South Africa so I can go shark dive while I'm there. <laughs> so if anyone knows, if anyone that wants you to speak in South well, Africa. Honestly, that's that's good. I mean, that's more plausible than not because I'm pretty sure they speak English there. Yeah. Because like the odds of you being I'm asked gonna start to running speak ads. in like Russia are like, like none of the people are going to know what you're saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's hard I'll to be asked. I'll learn Russian. Duolingo. No, you absolutely won't. Yeah. With all your time. Yeah. All your spare time. You're going to have a translator. Russian. Maybe, I guess. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's. Well, I'm going to just start running like targeted ads of my face in South Africa. Okay. That's my, that's my game plan. Um, I want to hit 1 million on TikTok. Okay. I'm only at 90K. Yeah. But people blow but, up yeah, in like two weeks on yeah, TikTok. It so it's easier on TikTok than Instagram. And I've been trying. But I, TikTok's hard because they're vicious on there. I just don't understand TikTok. <sighs> it's it's weird. And like, it's a lot of work because it has to be like real time videos. Like you don't, people don't like super like curated stuff. I feel like on TikTok. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like the people that blow up aren't your, like they're just, it's not your personality. Like a lot of it's like very like, Especially, like, the girl influencers and stuff like that. It's a lot of, like, luxury shopping hauls and, like, stuff like that. And it's just, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I it's will just never not, do that. It's tacky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not your vibe. So it's hard for me. Because that's what people love to watch that shit, but they also hate, like... To see it. Yeah, like, you would not... It, it's it's hard. And that's the thing is, like, I like to be relatable. Like, obviously, like, I grew up... And this is like my biggest pet peeve, I think, and like misconception about me is that people think my parents paid for everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And it actually like really frustrates me because sometimes I'm like, I wish I like had grown up in a trailer park or like grown up in, you know, a household that didn't have, you know, mid income because then people wouldn't discredit me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone always is like, you know what I'm saying? Like even like yeah. with rappers or something, they're like, oh, like you know, you didn't grow up like in the streets or whatever, like you aren't like a true gangster or whatever. Like, and it's just, it's hard because like, yeah, my parents had money, but that doesn't mean that they paid for every single thing I did. Something I really value. My dad grew up in a trailer park Mm -hmm. his entire life. He lived in a trailer park and he busted his ass to get into UT Austin, um, got a scholarship and built a life. And so 
he didn't come from money. My mom did, but my dad never came from money. And something that he's always taught us is like, you have to work for what you want. And I remember, you know, being in high school and like all of my friends, we grew up in Flower Mound, which is a very like rich area. It's not like Highland Park, but I mean, it's like South, like you guys probably listening to this aren't Texas natives. <laughs> so you don't know, but it's like a good suburban area. Like there's, you know, rich and poor in Flower Mound, but it's mostly like mid-level. Like everyone's just like. Not on my side of Flower Mound. Yeah. Tyler's on the bougie side. I was on the <laughs> poor side of Flower Mound, like the mid-range side of Flower Mound. Like, um, but anyway, and my dad always taught me to work hard for what I want, which is why I think I've been so successful in business is because I wanted to provide for myself. And, you know, my parents weren't going to get me, you know, all the girls would get Michael Kors purses and all of these things. And like, I had to like do like work around the house to like get one or whatever it was. Like I didn't just, I wasn't handed everything. Like when everyone was getting BMWs and getting Mercedes and Range Rovers for their 16th birthday, like I got a Prius and I was like so upset. Cause I'm like, you guys could afford to get me this. And I didn't understand it at the time. You know, I'm like, I like you guys have the money to do it. Like, why wouldn't you do that for me? And my dad's like, it's going to feel so good, Savannah, one day when you buy yourself your first luxury car. And I was like, no, it's not. Blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to be able to have that. Whatever. Yeah. And then I did, you know, and it felt and he was right. It felt fucking amazing to buy my Porsche by myself at 24 years old. Like it felt wonderful. And like not discrediting you or anything, but I yeah. do think, you know, when you have to work for stuff, it does make you work harder because you want to provide that for yourself. And like a lot of people don't even get a car. I was such a like little spoiled bitch. No, back that's then. what I'm saying. Like Farmon desens- desensitizes you so much because it's from like, what's like poverty and what's not. No, just like like real fucking life. Because yeah. it's like like I'm telling you guys, like people would be upset over getting a brand new Honda. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's like... Like, that would be, like, they'd be embarrassed. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, like, that's... Like, now that I'm older, I'm, like, that's actually fucking insane. It's crazy. Like... But that's how we grew up. Yeah. I guess there was nothing we could do about it. I but, told you this before, but, like, Flower Mound was on, like, news articles for, like, having... In the country, they had, like, most spoiled children by cities and most spoiled children by towns. And Flower Mound was, like, number seven in the country for most spoiled children. That's and like crazy. Highland Park and other, like, no other Texas neighborhood was on the list. Like, it was literally Flower Mound. I'm like, it makes sense. Yeah, but, I mean, it's hard because then if you don't have those things and everyone all around you has them, like, then you'd get bullied. And, like, people would literally bully you for not having, like, the newest shoes or, like, the newest no. this or the newest that. Like, yeah. you would literally get hazed and fucking attacked and bullied at these no, schools. No, I, like, had a friend who she used to see you for her skin okay um she like was in this friend group with these girls and this was in seventh grade mm-hmm. and they literally what was that brand that was like super ugly fucking bags vera bradley yes she got kicked out of their friend group because she didn't have uggs in a vera bradley bag like i'm dead ass serious they were like no like i'm sorry like just can't hang out with you that's so sad and it like it's but that's like, literally what happened no yeah like if you didn't like, fit I'm, in i know that most people hearing this probably like this can't be real it is real. No, it is one thousand percent real no it's like it's so sad but it's true but that's when that's all you know when you grow up in this bubble you know and you have to also know at that time social media wasn't huge like what we knew was what we knew and like yeah. that was it like we had magazines and like mm-hmm. tv ads but like there were no and like you know we didn't have, like, all of these things. Yeah. No, I honestly, like, 
I, I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I had a friend growing up, like I was like a spoiled little rotten shit <laughs> until like middle school. And then I had this friend who like really was not well off. Like there's this like one neighborhood on my side of Flower Mountain that's like the original neighborhood before like anyone. Yeah, before it blew up. No, like before any neighborhood. Like it was like, like the houses were built in the 70s or like the 60s, mm-hmm. like so old. And, like, that's where her family is from. And, like, so, like, I became friends with her, and it just taught me so much. I'm glad. And, I mean, I still felt like I lived in a bubble a little bit. I think for me, the wilderness, honestly, is what brought me down to earth a lot. Because, like, and not to, like, minimize my depression and anxiety, but, like, when you're in this bubble and, like, you think these things are life or death. And that's why I also want to do some speeches at, like, that's another thing on my list, at, like, schools for young women and girls. Because... When you're in that feeling where you just, everything around you consumes you and that's all you know, you can't get out of that, right? You're just in this circle and that's all that there is. Like you can't think about the future. You can't think about other people in other places. Like it is just what is directly in front of you and it impacts everything. And when I went to wilderness, I'm like, when I heard not like, and this is like, you know how I am. I always go back and forth because I never, I one of my special talents is I see everything from every single side. And so I always constantly like gaslight myself out of feelings, which is another thing I'm trying not to do in 2024, but I'm just very empathetic and I just can see all sides of stuff, but not what you know is what you know. And that's my thing is like, even with clients that come in and they have acne, like I'm never going to be like, Oh, I have clients that have acne. That's worse than yours. Like, because to you, if this is the worst your skin has been, that is your personal worst. It doesn't matter if your friend has worse acne than you or if another client of mine has worse acne yeah. than you. Like your worst is your fucking worst. Like that is all person, you know. it's equal. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so I hate when people are like, oh, like you're sad about this. Like if someone's like, oh, my dog died. Oh, my mom died. Like, okay. Like that doesn't compare. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone has their own shit that they deal with. But definitely like. I had a lot of internal stuff going on. Um, and I think too, being raised in the environment I was in, like it was just so fast paced and it was, you had to keep up and there were a lot of mean girls and a lot of bullies and I just didn't fit in. And you know, when that's all you have, like you have nowhere else to go and like you have to go to school. It's not like you can like just go somewhere else, you know? Um, but when I went to wilderness and I, you know, saw some of the girls there that went through some real life shit, like being abused by their parents and, rape and you know all kinds of just really dark 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 things um that I don't want to get into on this podcast but it really put into perspective that like my life really isn't that fucking bad like yeah there's some bitches at school that are bullying me but like I can get through this and when I came back home like I just completely stopped being into that you know fast lane like I turned kind of into a hippie I started smoking weed and Mm -hmm. you know I was dressed down I wasn't into all the luxury stuff anymore like I just was vibing I was just like a high little hippie for the rest of high school (laughs) and then I mean that's just truly what it was um so I think you know you just don't know what you don't know but I do think it's hard when you get stuck in an area and you're young and growing up and like you're very influenced by what's around you and That's what always worries me about Cyrus as a mother is like you can do all the right things at home, but the environment that they're raised in is who they're going to adapt to. The people they're around, the friends they're around, the way other people raise their kids like is going to affect your kid. Mm -hmm. So it just truly is a lot to think about when you're picking, you know, where you want your child to go to school and what environment they want. Like right now being in the country, like I'm hoping, you know, that he's going to have some more friends that are down to earth and, you know, less it's a nice area, but it's people aren't the 
people in Argyle, Tyler, aren't wearing like Louis Vuitton and wearing driving Range Rover. It's not like that. They have money because they have land, but it's not like that. It's a little bit like that. I don't think it is. Okay. My best friend went to Argyle High School, so that's why. I mean, you know the neighbor. I showed you his house. But, I mean, it's... I feel like it's hard to escape. Like, it's not like you're going to put him in a bad school intentionally so that he's no, not... No, but I think like just that. Argyle and in comparison to Flower Mound, where he could have gone, like, I think Argyle yeah. is a little bit... Like, they're not as... Maybe, yeah. ...materialistic as Flower yeah. Mound High School is. Like, I think it's a little bit more, like, animal... You know what I mean? Like, just more... Con- like, I'm sure, like, they're expensive, like, guns and, like, <laughs> trucks and, like, hunting... But I think yeah. it's a different kind of like not trying to wear like the most expensive jacket and shoes. Yeah. Like I think their priorities, I think both have money, but I think the priorities and what people care about is less materialistic and more just like cool to cool shit to like play with in the, yeah, the woods. You know what I mean? I can feel that. You know, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say is I think it's like just a different yeah. type of money there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a little bit more down to earth. And like I'd rather Cyrus want expensive bow and arrow than like be like mommy i want yeezys you know what i'm saying yeah so i'd I'm, rather him want yeezys okay sounds dangerous well i want him to be humbled and down to earth and that's something i'll pass down to him was what my dad did for me is you know just really showing him in life that just because your parents have money doesn't mean you're owed everything your parents make and that's yeah. like the mindset that i thought because that's how you know all, i mean literally guys Girls were getting boob jobs for their six, not 16th, but graduation. Like yeah. as graduation presents, pe- their people's fathers were like, oh yeah, I can get a tit job for your 18th birthday. No, everyone. Everyone. I wanted no. a breast reduction at a very young age my, and not even, I wanted to get mine smaller. My parents like, you can do that when you have your own money, you know? Yeah. And so anyways, my whole rant and whole point of this is just because your parents are well off does not mean that they spoiled you rotten. Everyone's different. And I was raised differently than Tyler was, you know, Mm -hmm. my parents gave me everything I needed and nothing more. It was really like what you need to live like and, you know, be a good person. Like I had to work for what I got. And I think that's like the most frustrating thing is when people try to discredit me and be like, oh, well, your parents have a BMW, so they must have bought your spa. And it's like that doesn't correlate. There are a lot of people that have wealthy parents that don't help them with a dime. And you know, SBA is my baby and I worked my ass off for it and no one can take that away from me. So, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> but no, I think that I, I it's just, and I, I talk to Savannah about this all the time and I would hope you guys would take this advice too. But if they don't know you, like you can't take into consideration yeah. what they have to say because I mean a lot of people are saying these things because they just can't fathom that you could do this on your own. At you know 20, what I mean? Yeah. Because they they haven't and they probably aren't working as hard yeah. as you are. Actually, I would go as far to say they aren't. Yeah. And it's just If anything, my parents' money motivated me and that's yeah. what it was. It was I want the life that they have. Mhm. And they're not going to just give it to me like a lot of people that I grew up with are just handed it. Mm -hmm. I have to do it myself. There are so many people that their parents will help with down payments on houses, Mm -hmm. pay for this, pay for that. Like it's very normal here in this area. People's parents literally help them buy a house. And my parents weren't that way. And I, you know, like I said, resented and hated them for it. But now I'm like, thank God they didn't do that for me because I truly had to make it work. Mm -hmm. And I will say... Um, I lived at home too, guys. That's the other thing I think a lot of people forget. I started this very young, very, very young. And I, you know, went to college close to home. 
Um, I, you know, just ever since the wilderness and stuff, like I just never felt confident at that time to be by myself. And I found a lot of comfort and like just being in the same places and just having a lot of anxiety, like moving away and like from my comfort zone was really scary for me. Um, and so I just wanted to stay home and it helped a ton because when I was building SBA, I was living at my parents. I didn't have to pay for an apartment. I didn't have to pay for this. I didn't have to pay for that. So, um, I was able to put everything I made back into SBA, you know, and the thing is, I need out. I just ate whatever food they had at the house, you know? And yeah. And the other thing is, is you never took like bites that were too big for you to chew. Like you never took out a loan. You never did anything. You never, just because like there was this fancy device or something, like if you didn't have the money for it and if you didn't feel comfortable, like you would wait, like you Mm -hmm. never, you never jumped the gun. It was, it was fast, but it was also I didn't even buy my hydrofacial till four years in my business. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was, it was, your growth was obviously fast, but it was very gradual and you didn't take loans. You didn't know nothing. So it's like, Everything I made, I put straight back into yeah. SBA. I didn't go buy a purse. I didn't go buy this. And like, I never spent the money that I made mm-hmm. on SBA on myself. The first two years, I never paid myself. I was strictly saving and reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting back into my business. Yep. And it and paid off. Exactly. And I opened SBA. I left $100 in my bank account. Yeah. Literally. And then there were months where you had no money. Literally were about to not be able to pay rent. And yeah. like by a miracle, someone came in and we gave you money. just enough. Yeah. I mean, there were, it was hard times. And, you know, a lot of people are like, what's next for SBA? What's next? And I think it's hard to make decisions now um, that I have a son and a husband and employees that rely on me. You know, yeah. like back then it was like, oh, well, if this fails, like I can just move back into my parents and like, yeah go work at fish city grill again you know like i had a backup plan there it's do or die now like i'm so deep in it that like the decisions you make now i have to have a little bit more thought through them and caution and um i think you know that's why i feel like i've been a little stagnant which other people probably are like what the fuck you talking about but for me like i feel like i've been a little bit stagnant there's a lot of things that i want to do that i've had on my like that's for two years two years that i haven't made the jump yet because there are risk in business and you know Taking risk when you have nothing to lose is easy. Yeah. Taking risk when you have everything to lose, it's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So. And like the bigger your business gets, the more like the next jump is really expected. expensive. Well, it's also expensive too. Yeah. Like it's not like. You can half-ass it. Yeah. But I mean like say you were to move into a new space or you wanted to, you know, like have a huge space or move somewhere or whatever. It's like, it's not the same thing as buying a hydrofacial machine. Like it's a huge investment and. Yeah. Like it has carries a lot more risk. Yeah. Than decisions that you make earlier on in the business. Yeah. No, definitely. So. But it's hard being a business owner. <laughs> You're like, can we actually stop talking about this? This is stressing I'm like, me I'm out. I'm starting <laughs> to spiral. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I hope you guys don't take anything that we said the wrong way. Because we have had some haters be like. No, but you this know. is real. Like, this is our lives. And we, you know what I, I mean? mean like, yeah. We were born into this. It's not like we asked for it. It's not like anything. I mean, we're just saying experiences of what we've gone through. Yeah. And it's also like, and not everyone will relate with it, but that's normal. Not everyone's the fucking same. If we were all the same, how boring would that be? Yeah. But I also think that, like, in terms of where we grew up, we both ended up a lot better off mm-hmm. than 90% of the people in our hometown in terms of, like 
the way we are, who we are as people. Yeah, we're not shitty people. Yeah, and a lot of people, actually, like most people, are awful <laughs> that we grew up with are not great people. Yeah, but I think that twenty twenty four is going to bring goodness, good things. Well, see what else list? I have. Okay. Yeah. Well, I said cooking healthy. Um, I have a secret, but I can't tell you guys. Let's see. Secret secrets are no fun unless you share with everyone. Well, <laughs> there are some you have to keep close to your heart. Yeah, because we got them haters. They can't know. I swear to God, someone put like voodoo on me. Or is it voodoo? Voodoo. voodoo. Bad juju. I was trying to convince. Com- uh, I was trying them. to combine <laughs> bad juju and voodoo, but both voodoo. That's okay. the new word. Okay. I swear to God. You swear to God, it's the new word. I swear to God that I have it. I oh, have voodoo okay, on okay, me. Okay. I thought you were like telling me it's the new word. I no. swear. I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> no, like it's someone's done it. So whoever you are, stop. My mother. Um, I also want to go to Spain really bad, but I prefer South Africa. And then my very last one that I have is hire an esthetician. Okay. Yeah. That's a big jump. Another thing that she's been wanting and talking about for two years, but it's hard. I just wish sometimes like, I just get the fear that people are going to want to work for me to, like, learn how I do stuff and then leave me. And, mm-hmm. like, I have obviously, like, a really big abandonment abandonment issue yeah. that I've had for a while just mm-hmm. from childhood stuff. I'm trying to work that out through therapy. But I just always have the fear of people le- leaving me or me loving people more than that they love me. And, you know, it's just hard. And I just want someone that's going to want to grow the business. So what I've decided, because this is the thing, and this is the problem I've had with employees in the past is they see what I've built. They didn't see the hard times, the seven days a week, the nine to nine, the working Christmas Eve, the working on Thanksgiving, the working on this day. They didn't see the blood, sweat, and tears. They just see the Porsche and my love bracelet and my Chanel purse. And mm-hmm. they think that it's just so easy to run a business and they want to leave and go do it themselves. And they don't realize how much grit you have to have and how much work you have to put into it. They're seeing the aftermath of all of my hard work. Yeah. And they're seeing me maintain it, which is not as hard as it was. I mean, it's still hard. But it's just different. But they don't. It's e- easier to maintain something than it is to build it. Yeah. And they don't even see what you do now. And what like I do they, at home. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure in their minds, like, you get out of work and then you, like, go on a shopping spree and go to a five-star dinner. It's like, no, you actually, like, work until 10.30 p.m. You just have, like, a chomp in your hand at home and you're you have like a face mask on but you're still at home working all the time first thing you do when you wake up is open up your phone and start marketing so it's mm-hmm. like they don't i mean i'm sh- i just, i think they may see your marketing and stuff like but that but they don't understand they don't the time that goes into it too like sorry i kicked something oh, was like, is there like a rat down there <laughs> or something um they don't see too that like honestly 60 percent of what i make is from online mm-hmm. you know that has nothing to do with them it has everything to do with me so a lot of like whatever money they think that I make has nothing to do with what they're doing in clinic it has yeah. to do with me posting on Instagram you yeah. know like that's honestly my online business I can confidently say is bigger than my in-clinic business yeah if I lost my in-clinic business I would be more than okay just being online I keep my in-clinic because that's my passion mm-hmm. and, and I also, love working on clients like don't you not even really take income from the business? No. It goes all back to paying employees and building and rebuying products yeah. and devices. Like, my personal money is what I make yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Like, the business is literally its own 
own human <laughs> yeah its own card its own bank account yeah. its own thing like the clinic that's how i see it like savannah boda aesthetics is one thing the dallas esthetician which is my instagram is like a whole other yeah you know so that's the other thing that can get frustrating it's like oh like you know you're that that money that i make for myself that i do with my own hands and my own fucking phone has nothing to do with you like you're not shipping a product you're not packaging a product you're not doing anything to make the money that i'm doing mm -hmm. like you know so it's just two completely different things. But anyways, what I was getting to is what I think um, I want and some advice I've heard from some mentors and peers in the industry is hire someone that's already owned their own business and has done it, done the song and dance and is like, that's not for me. I want to be an employee. I think once you get that itch that they've already scratched and they like have seen it, they've dealt with it, they know it. I would be more confident hiring someone that's been through it. And it's like, you know what? That's not for me. I actually just want to work for someone else. Maybe someone that's a mom and like wants to have more time with their kids and yeah. like isn't trying to hustle and grind, you know, because I think that's the issue is people see it and they want it and everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, which is great, but don't work for me if that's your goal. Yeah. You know, I want someone that's going to be loyal. I pay good. I treat my employees well. Like I want someone that's going to stick with me and stick with the business. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you've had, employees in the past with alternative motives oh 100 percent. and i hate having my instagram and my following for that reason like i wish i could just hire someone who has no fucking clue who i am in the industry that just wants to do skin and is passionate and a good loyal employee mm -hmm. and not oh i'm gonna work for the dallas esthetician so i have that on my resume and then you know she posts me on her instagram and i get all these followers and then take her clients and you yeah. know open my own thing like and i don't I want exactly how to do it and... yeah and be exactly like her yeah. like i don't want someone to take advantage of me because she has had that exact situation happen like she's tried it before to train people to be an esthetician and they took the knowledge and then tried to go do their own thing and didn't, didn't work. It work out <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. it's just scary cuz it it's is. like it's a lot because it's so much you have so many things to do in a day mm -hmm. that investing that because it, it's a lot of investment on your I time. I literally took to, an entire week off of seeing clients to train these girls yeah, and, and lost so much money yeah. because I literally shut down the business. I had all my reps come in, the best trainers from around the world for every company that we work with to come train, hand train them. And then you had like people coming in for free treatments because mm -hmm. you're not going to charge them when these yeah. girls are training. So you yeah. have like, like you have days with no clients and then just models coming in doing free mm -hmm. services. Like that's a huge investment on your time, your money, mm -hmm. your business's money. And so it's scary business. It is, but it needs to happen because I'm ready to take a step back so yeah. that I can build other things in the business, mm -hmm. but I can't do that until I have someone. So if that sounds like you, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, guys, I think that's all I have really for this episode. Just ringing in the new year and, you know, good vibes and hard work. I mean, I'm just ready to build my empire and um, just get to it. Yeah, and we love you guys. Thank you guys if you stuck around for all of 2023 and 2022. And when did you start this? 2019? Yeah. 2018? I don't know. Hmm. But... I can't remember. We're excited for a new year of podcasts. Well, I'll have Savannah post on her Instagram some things you guys want us to podcast about this year. Yeah. Comment on the YouTube video. We're kind of twinning today, too. Yeah, we are. I took my jacket off, but she copied me. But you can get this on our website. Look how oh, cute yeah. it is. SVF Girls. It's Savannah's merch. We're going... Today's actually New Year's, new Year's Eve. Eve. So we're going to like a little dinner and like a little... It's not really a party. It's just like a, like a champagne... And Pop. cake. Yeah, champagne and cake at midnight. 
Um, and then spending the night because we don't want to drive. Yeah, so we're going to a hotel. So I'm wearing my like sweat. I need to wash today. my hair. I look like a greasy little rat. <laughs> Disgusting. But we hope you guys had a wonderful new year and we love you guys. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry You've New done Year. That like three times now. Okay, listen. <laughs> Merry New Year, guys. Yesterday, yesterday you were like, Merry Christmas Eve. Because <laughs> you meant to say New Year's Eve to your employees. Well, same shit. But that's, that's it. all. That's it. That's it. Bye, guys. Bye.